Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, with translations and purports by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. First Canto, Chapter 3, Texts 36 through 44. Text 36 The Lord, whose activities are always spotless, is the master of the six senses and is fully omnipotent with six opulences. He creates the manifested universes, maintains them, and annihilates them without being in the least affected. He is within every living being and is always independent. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The prime difference between the Lord and the living entities is that the Lord is the creator and the living entities are the created. Here he is called the Amogalila, which indicates that there is nothing lamentable in his creation. Those who create disturbance in his creation are themselves disturbed. He is transcendental to all material afflictions because he is full with all six opulences, namely wealth, power, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. And thus he is the master of the senses. He creates these manifested universes in order to reclaim the living beings who are within them, suffering threefold miseries, maintains them, and in due course annihilates them, without being the least affected by such actions. He is connected with this material creation very superficially, as one smells odor without being connected to the odorous article. Non-godly elements, therefore, can never approach him despite all endeavors. Text 37. The foolish, with a poor fund of knowledge, cannot know the transcendental nature of the forms, names, and activities of the Lord, who is playing like an actor in a drama. Nor can they express such things, neither in their speculations nor in their words. Report by Srila Prabhupada. No one can properly describe the transcendental nature of the absolute truth. Therefore it is said that he is beyond the expression of mind and speech. And yet there are some men with a poor fund of knowledge who desire to understand the absolute truth by imperfect mental speculation and faulty descriptions of his activities. To the layman, his activities appearance and disappearance, his names, his forms, his paraphernalia, his personalities, and all things in relation with him are mysterious. 
There are two classes of materialists, namely the fruitive workers and the empiric philosophers. The fruitive workers have practically no information of the absolute truth, and the mental speculators, after being frustrated in fruitive activities, turn their faces toward the absolute truth and try to know him by mental speculation. And for all these men, the absolute truth is a mystery, as the jugglery of a magician is a mystery to children. Being deceived by the jugglery of the Supreme Being, the non-devotees, who may be very dexterous in fruit of work and mental speculation, are always in ignorance. With such limited knowledge, they are unable to penetrate into the mysterious region of transcendence. The mental speculators are a little more progressive than the gross materialists or fruitive workers, but because they are also within the grip of illusion, they take it for granted that anything which has form, a name, and activities is but a product of material energy. For them, the Supreme Spirit is formless, nameless, and inactive. And because such mental speculators equalize the transcendental name and form of the Lord with mundane names and form, they are, in fact, in ignorance. With such a poor fund of knowledge, there is no access to the real nature of the Supreme Being. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, the Lord is always in a transcendental position, even when He is within this material world. But ignorant men consider the Lord one of the great personalities of this world, and thus they are misled by the illusory energy. Text 38 Only those who render unreserved, uninterrupted, favorable service unto the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, who carries the wheel of a chariot in his hand, can know the creator of the universe in his full glory, power, and transcendence. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Only the pure devotees can know the transcendental name, form, and activities of Lord Krishna due to their being completely freed from the reactions of fruit of work and mental speculation. The pure devotees have nothing to derive as personal profit for their unalloyed service to the Lord. They render incessant service to the Lord spontaneously, without any reservation. Everyone within the creation of the Lord is rendering service to the Lord, indirectly or directly. No one is an exception to this law of the Lord. Those who are rendering service indirectly, being forced by the illusory agent of the Lord, are rendering service unto Him unfavorably. But those who are rendering service unto Him directly, under the direction of His beloved agent, are rendering service unto Him favorably. Such favorable servitors are devotees of the Lord, and by the grace of the Lord they can enter into the mysterious region of transcendence by the mercy of the Lord. But the material speculators remain in darkness all the time. 
as stated in Bhagavad Gita. The Lord himself guides the pure devotees toward the path of realization due to their constant engagement in the loving service of the Lord in spontaneous affection. That is the secret of entering into the kingdom of God. Fruitive activities and speculation are no qualifications for entering. Text 39. Only by making such inquiries in this world can one be successful and perfectly cognizant. For such inquiries invoke transcendental ecstatic love unto the personality of Godhead, who is the proprietor of all the universes, and guarantee cent percent immunity from the dreadful repetition of birth and death. Report by Srila Prabhupada. The inquiries of the sages headed by Shonaka are herewith praised by Sutta Goswami on the merit of their transcendental nature. As already concluded, only the devotees of the Lord can know him to a considerable extent, and no one else can know him at all. So the devotees are perfectly cognizant of all spiritual knowledge. The personality of Godhead is the last word in absolute truth. Impersonal Brahman and localized Paramatma, or the Supersoul, are included in the knowledge of the personality of Godhead. So one who knows the personality of Godhead can automatically know all about him, his multipotencies and his expansions. So the devotees are congratulated as being all successful. A cent percent devotee of the Lord is immune to the dreadful material miseries of repeated birth and death. Text 40 Idam Bhagavatam Nama Puranam Brahma Samhitam Uttama Shloka Charitam Chakara Bhagavan Nishi Nishreya Saya Lokasya Danyam Svastyanayam Mahat This Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of God, and it is compiled by Srila Vyasadeva, the incarnation of God. It is meant for the ultimate good of all people, and it is all successful, all blissful, and all perfect. Report by Srila Prabhupada Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu declared that Srimad Bhagavatam is the spotless sound representation of all Vedic knowledge and history. There are selected histories of great devotees who are in direct contact with the Personality of Godhead. Srimad Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Lord Sri Krishna and is therefore non-different from him Srimad Bhagavatam should be worshipped as respectfully as we worship the Lord. Thereby we can derive the ultimate blessings of the Lord through its careful and patient study. As God is all light, all bliss, and all perfection, 
so also is Srimad Bhagavatam. We can have all the transcendental light of the Supreme Brahman, Sri Krishna, in the recitation of Srimad Bhagavatam, provided it is received through the medium of the transparent spiritual master. Lord Chaitanya's private secretary, Srila Swarup Damodar Goswami, advised all intending visitors who came to see the Lord at Puri to make a study of the Bhagavatam from the person Bhagavatam. Person Bhagavatam is the self-realized, bona fide spiritual master, and through him only can one understand the lessons of Bhagavatam in order to receive the desired result. One can derive from the study of the Bhagavatam all benefits that are possible to be derived from the personal presence of the Lord. It carries with it all the transcendental blessings of Lord Sri Krishna that we can expect from his personal contact. Text 41 Sri Vyasadeva delivered it to his son, who is the most respected among the self-realized, after extracting the cream of all Vedic literatures and histories of the universe. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Men with a poor fund of knowledge only accept the history of the world from the time of Buddha, or since 600 B.C. And prior to this period, all histories mentioned in the scriptures are calculated by them to be only imaginary stories. That is not a fact. All the histories mentioned in the Puranas and Mahabharat, etc., are actual histories, not only of this planet, but also of millions of other planets within the universe. Sometimes the history of planets beyond this world appears to such men to be unbelievable but they do not know that different planets are not equal in all respects, and that therefore some of the historical facts derived from other planets do not correspond with the experience of this planet. Considering the different situation of different planets and also time and circumstances, there is nothing wonderful in the stories of the Puranas, nor are they imaginary. We should always remember the maxim that one man's food is another man's poison. We should not, therefore, reject the stories and histories of the Puranas as imaginary. The great rishis, like Vyas, had no business putting some imaginary stories in their literatures. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, historical facts selected from the histories of different planets have been depicted. It is therefore accepted by all the spiritual authorities as the Mahapurana. The special significance of these histories is that they are all connected with the activities of the Lord in a different time and atmosphere. Srila Sukadev Goswami is the topmost personality of all the self-realized souls, and he accepted this as the subject of studies from his father, Vyasadeva. Srila Vyasadeva is the great authority, and the subject matter of Srimad Bhagavatam being so important, he delivered the message first to his great son, Srila Sukadev Goswami. 
it is compared to the cream of the milk. Vedic literature is like the milk ocean of knowledge. Cream or butter is the most palatable essence of milk. So also is Srimad Bhagavatam, for it contains all palatable, instructive, and authentic versions of different activities of the Lord and his devotees. There is no gain, however, in accepting the message of Bhagavatam from the unbelievers, atheists, and professional reciters who make a trade of the Bhagavatam for the laymen. It was delivered to Srila Sukadev Goswami, and he had nothing to do with the Bhagavat business. He did not have to maintain family expenses by such trade. Srimad Bhagavatam should therefore be received from the representative of Sukadev, who must be in the renounced order of life without family encumbrance. Milk is undoubtedly very good and nourishing, but when it is touched by the mouth of a snake, it is no longer nourishing. Rather, it becomes a source of death. Similarly, those who are not strictly in the Vaishnav discipline should not make a business of this Bhagavat and become the cause of spiritual death for so many hearers. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that the purpose of all the Vedas is to know Him, Lord Sri Krishna. And Srimad Bhagavatam is Lord Sri Krishna Himself in the form of recorded knowledge. Therefore, it is the cream of all the Vedas, and it contains all historical facts of all times in relation with Sri Krishna. It is factually the essence of all histories. Text 42. Sukadev Goswami, the son of Vyasadeva, in his turn, delivered the Bhagavatam to the great emperor, Parikit, who sat surrounded by sages on the banks of the Ganges, awaiting death without taking food or drink. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. All transcendental messages are received properly in the chain of disciplic succession. This disciplic succession is called parampara. Unless, therefore, Bhagavatam or any other Vedic literatures are received through the parampara system, the reception of knowledge is not bona fide. Vyasadeva delivered the message to Sukadeva Goswami, and from Sukadeva Goswami, Sutta Goswami received the message. One should therefore receive the message of the Bhagavatam from Sutta Goswami or from his representative and not from any irrelevant interpreter. Emperor Parikat received the information of his death in time and he at once left his kingdom and family and sat down on the banks of the Ganges to fast until death. All the great sages Rishis, philosophers, mystics, etc., went there due to his imperial position. They offered many suggestions about his immediate duty, and at last it was settled that he would hear from Sukadeva Goswami about Lord Krishna. Thus the Bhagavatam was spoken to him. 
Sripad Sankaracharya, who preached Mayavad philosophy and stressed the impersonal feature of the Absolute, also recommended that one must take shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, for there is no hope of gain from debating. Indirectly, Sripad Sankaracharya admitted that what he had preached in flowery grammatical interpretations of Vedanta Sutra cannot help one at the time of death. At the critical hour of death, one must recite the name of Govinda. This is the recommendation of all great transcendentalists. Sukadev Goswami had long ago stated the same truth, that at the end, one must remember Narayan. That is the essence of all spiritual activities. In pursuance of this eternal truth, Srimad Bhagavatam was heard by Emperor Parikhet, and it was recited by the able Sukadev Goswami. And both the speaker and the receiver of the messages of Bhagavatam were duly delivered by the same medium. Text 43, which is also the answer to the sage's sixth question. Krishne sva damo pagate dharma jnani dibihisaha kalauna stadrishamesha poranarko dunoditaha. This Bhagavat Purana is as brilliant as the sun, and it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Sri Krishna to his own abode accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali shall get light from this Purana. Purport by Śrīla Prabhupāda Lord Śrī Krishna has his eternal dham or abode where he eternally enjoys himself with his eternal associates and paraphernalia. And his eternal abode is a manifestation of his internal energy, whereas the material world is a manifestation of his external energy. When he descends into the material world, he displays himself with all paraphernalia in his internal potency, which is called Atma-maya, in the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord says that he descends by his own potency, Atma-maya. His form, name, fame, paraphernalia, abode, etc., are not, therefore, creations of matter. He descends to reclaim the fallen souls and reestablish the codes of religion, which are directly enacted by him. Except for God, no one can establish the principles of religion. Either he or a suitable person empowered by him can dictate the codes of religion. Real religion means to know God, our relation with him, and our duties in relation with him, and to know ultimately our destination after leaving this material body. The conditioned souls, who are entrapped by the material energy, hardly know all these principles of life. Most of them are animals engaged in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. 
They are mostly engaged in sense enjoyment under the pretension of religiosity, knowledge, or salvation. They are still more blind in the present age of quarrel, or Kali Yuga. In the Kali Yuga, the population is just a royal addition of the animals. They have nothing to do with spiritual knowledge or godly religious life. They are so blind that they cannot see anything beyond the jurisdiction of the subtle mind, intelligence, or ego. But they are very much proud of their advancement in knowledge, science, and material prosperity. They can risk their lives to become a dog or hog just after leaving the present body, for they have completely lost sight of the ultimate aim of life. The personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, appeared before us just a little prior to the beginning of Kali Yuga, and he returned to his eternal home practically at the commencement of Kali Yuga. While he was present, he exhibited everything by his different activities. He spoke the Bhagavad Gita specifically and eradicated all pretentious principles of religiosity. And prior to his departure from this material world, he empowered Sri Vyasadeva through Narada to compile the messages of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And thus both the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam are like torchbearers for the blind people of this age. In other words, if men of this age of Kali want to see the real light of life, they must take to these two books only, and their aim of life will be fulfilled. Bhagavad Gita is the preliminary study of the Bhagavatam, and Srimad Bhagavatam is the summum bonum of life, Lord Sri Krishna personified. We must, therefore, accept Srimad Bhagavatam as the direct representation of Lord Krishna. One who can see Srimad Bhagavatam can also see Lord Sri Krishna in person. They are identical. Text 44. O learned Brahmins, when Sukadev Goswami recited Bhagavatam, there, in the presence of Maharaj Parikit, I heard him with rapt attention, and thus by his mercy I learned the Bhagavatam from that great and powerful sage. Now I shall try to make you hear the very same thing as I learned it from him and as I have realized it. Report by Srila Prabhupada. One can certainly see directly the presence of Lord Sri Krishna in the pages of the Bhagavatam if one has heard it from a self-realized great soul like Sukadev Goswami. One cannot, however, learn Bhagavatam from a bogus hired reciter whose aim of life is to earn some money out of such recitation and employ the earning in sex indulgence. No one can learn Srimad Bhagavatam who is associated with persons engaged in sex life. That is the secret of learning Bhagavatam. Nor can one learn the Bhagavatam from one who interprets the text by his mundane scholarship. One has to learn the Bhagavatam from the representative of Sukadev Goswami, and no one else. 
if one at all wants to see Lord Sri Krishna in its pages. That is the process, and there is no alternative. Sutta Goswami is a bona fide representative of Sukadev Goswami because he wants to present the message which he received from that great and learned Brahmin. Sukadev Goswami presented Bhagavatam as he heard it from his great father. And so also, Sutta Goswami is presenting Bhagavatam as he had heard it from Sukadev Goswami. Simple hearing is not all. One must realize the text with proper attention. The word nevista means that Sutta Goswami drank the juice of the Bhagavatam through his ears. That is the real process of receiving Bhagavatam. One should hear with rapt attention from the real person, and then he can at once realize the presence of Lord Krishna in every page. The secret of knowing Bhagavatam is mentioned here. No one can give rapt attention who is not pure in mind. No one can be pure in mind who is not pure in action. No one can be pure in action who is not pure in eating, sleeping, fearing, and mating. But somehow or other, if someone hears with rapt attention from the right person, at the very beginning one can assuredly see Lord Sri Krishna in person in these pages of Srimad Bhagavatam. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, third chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled, Krishna is the Source of All Incarnations. <laughs>